All right, here we go. Today is Wednesday, November 8th, and the Nasdaq and the S&P 500 have their longest win streak in two years. But no win streak lasts forever. So will today be the day that markets move lower? And also, how does this affect our positions? By the way, we found a few trades for you this morning. So if you want us to share these trades, you know the drill. Give us a like. <laughs> with that said, welcome to Coffee with Marcus and Mark. And in this show, we are going to talk to you about what's happening in the markets and how we are trading it. And if this is your first time here, I'm Marcus Hardcutter. This right there is my head coach, Mark Hodge. We're real traders who trade live accounts. So therefore, we got a lot of trading experience and we're showing you how we trade these crazy markets. So trust me, we know our stuff. We're not afraid to tell you like it is. So if you're here looking for some honest insights into the fascinating, fascinating world of trading, you are in the right place. And Mark, yes, I mean, longest win streak in two years. I think the last time was uh, October and November 2021 that we had a win streak like this. Sounds about right. A very impressive win streak. The S&P making it seven straight consecutive days yesterday. And today, well, flirting with uh, where we finished yesterday. So yeah, yeah I mean, if you, if you zoom in on a five minute chart, we see that today markets are kind of diddling around and uh, we're not so surprised. We, we already talked about it yesterday. We don't have too much going on on the economic calendar this week. Uh, we already have uh, most of the companies in the S&P 500 that have reported earnings. So if you are looking at the at the earnings calendar, there is not too much left here. I mean, uh, if you just uh, see of what has been happening here. Uh, so we had uh, last week 164 stocks. The week before that, 160 stocks. Now 58 and you see next week, we're definitely winding down earnings season, not a whole lot going on. And so uh, markets are looking for any sort of impulses right now. And at, at this point, without a, a real busy earnings calendar uh, and also no major reports this week, it, it's no surprise that we're just kind of pausing and not seeing a whole lot of volatility especially after last week's monster gains yeah so i mean today we see it fed powell was speaking but this was we looked it up with our mastermind this morning do you still have it up mark uh, where he was speaking yeah so he was presenting opening remarks uh at a look at the past, present, and future, a conference celebrating the centennial of the Division of Research and Statistics. So, uh, yeah, RNS probably not going to be the, the highlight of the week. Yeah, I mean, uh, th this happened before the open, and uh, we see that the markets uh, did not react to it at all, that he didn't say anything too surprising. Uh, which again, I mean, it's not that he says, oh, yeah, I, I forgot to mention something last week. I mean, last week was the big one. Uh, also looking here at the Fed watch and seeing of what is the current state that traders are expecting. 90% probability that rates will stay the same. Also here, nothing has changed. And yeah, with this, uh, markets are looking around left and right. Where can we find something that to focus on? And I mean, one of the things is always the yield, the yield, the yield, the yield, the yield. And the 10-year yield lower again, the two-year yield higher again today. 
that is interesting to see a little bit of a, a, a disconnect there. Uh, you know, one thing, Marcus, that I, I think is more important to watch on the CME FedWatch tool is the future probabilities. And it is interesting. We're actually flip-flopping between a cut in May or June. So um, that you know, probability shifted uh, to the first cut in June, where last couple of days it's been May. Yeah, but I mean, as you can see, it, it's it's super close. I mean, um, this is quite a while away. So with the probabilities here, yeah, I mean that's a it's little not bit anybody's guess, but I, I think that that's something to watch. Yeah, uh, through the remainder of the year. Yeah. So anyhow, with the two-year yield up and the ten-year yield down, this is where if you are looking at uh, the the spread between these two, it's widening again, and uh, that's super interesting because. Over the last few weeks, um, it has been narrowing, and we know that there is this zero line. And when we cross the zero line, it means that we are again in normal conditions, which means that the longer dated interest rates are trading at a higher pace or at a higher rate than the shorter term interest rates. And uh, when this happened, that uh, we saw this inversion, that's where people said, okay. That's a sign of a recession. So over the last few weeks, as you can see, pretty much since summer, we have been approaching the, the zero line. But this move also here has stalled a little bit. What do you think about this? I, you know, I, I don't, I don't think it's a a, a big deal right now. Um, but the the march higher that to normalcy, I, I mean that's. That's to be expected, right? Um, but it just, you know, I, I think that the the bigger question, because a lot of people with the inverted yield curve think, hey, we have a recession, right? And we've been talking about a recession for so long. Um, so if we do get to a normal curve and we're talking about a soft landing, will we experience that recession? And right now, it's interesting. I, everybody seems to think it won't be as bad, but the camp between no recession versus soft landing and small recession or minor recession, that seems to be on the table for the beginning of the year. Yeah. And maybe the yields are, are helping us predict this. We'll see. Bitcoin, on the other hand, I mean, since October, Bitcoin had a phenomenal October. The stock market did not, but Bitcoin had a phenomenal October. And right now is trading above 35,000 again. And as you can see, attacking the 36,000 level here. So question is over the next few days, will it break through? It seems that there's a little bit more of a risk on environment right now. True. A nice, nice move higher, just kind of plugging along, doing its thing. And while Bitcoin marches higher, crude oil falling to the lowest level since August. Yeah, I mean, I saw this and uh, it was yesterday. Um, didn't Saudi, uh, Saudi Arabia announce something yesterday that sent crude oil lower? You know, I, I can't remember. I, I think that. it was something it was. about uh, keeping everything the same. I, I just saw it. I, I can't remember exactly what it was, but I believe you. <laughs> yeah, anyhow, yeah, crude oil right now uh, back to seventy-five dollars, and uh, if we switch to a weekly chart here. Uh, we, we see that uh, crude oil had this phenomenal run from uh, what mid 60s to 95. So that's 65 to 95. It's quite a lot right now pulling back into the range where we have been for most of the time in the first half of the year. Well, actually, uh, deep into uh, September, October, that's when we finally started breaking out. 
and right now going back into this range. Yeah, and I think that makes sense. It seems like uh, the initial uh, concerns over the Middle East and uh, what's going on there have uh, kind of subsided and now uh, fallen back into that range, most yeah. likely due to demand. All right, let's take a look at our positions and how all of this affects our positions. One thing I want to mention that today Disney is reporting earnings. And I think this will be uh, important for Bob Iger, who a year ago, basically almost in a coup, took back the reins of Disney uh, as the CEO. And uh, I mean, this is where he said, oh, we have big plans about restructuring. And it seems that so far, uh, the, the plans haven't just worked out or haven't worked out just yet. Uh, because if we look at Disney, also for the year, we see that for the year, Disney is actually down. Uh, I think I saw it earlier uh, that we were down. Yeah, look at this, 5% down for the year, while the S&P uh, 500 is up 13% for the year. So Disney not having a good year. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens there with earnings. Uh, Disney did celebrate its 100th anniversary last month. So uh, can he shake things up a little bit? And we'll see what earnings uh, have to say, what, they're uh, after the bell on uh, Thursday. Yeah, so we shall yep. see. All right. No, after the bell today. After the bell today. today. Oh, sorry. Sorry. Yeah, you said that. All right, CSIQ, uh, after making a, a quick bounce back here, uh, right now, yeah, down a little bit today, uh, down 2.6%. Let me just quickly refresh it. It seems that I don't have the latest quote here. Let me just bring it up. There we go. Yeah, so so CSIQ, we talked about it. Um, CSIQ has been trading between 21 and 24, and then also there's this other range between 19 and 21. And uh, right now, it seems that CSIQ is trying to decide, do I want to hang out in this range or do I want to hang out in that range? And we're, we're waiting for this. We also have uh, earnings in six days and we're still planning to fly a rescue mission here. The question is, do we fly a rescue mission at a 19 level or at a 21 level? And that's where we just want to wait and see what happens and probably waiting until after earnings, which should be next Tuesday. That's what I'm leaning towards. And, you know, I know it seems odd, but if this thing isn't just going to take off to the upside and rally faster than we've ever seen, I would like it to settle down a little bit lower to do a rescue. Yeah. All right. So we will see IWM. That is a position that I entered yesterday. Looked really, really good yesterday. Today, uh, the Russell is showing some weakness. I mean, down 1.4% while the S&P 500 and uh, the NASDAQ and the Dow pretty much trading around the unchanged mark. A little bit surprised by this. And this means that there are more opportunities right now to sell puts. So if you didn't take the trade yesterday, you do have another possibility today. Uh, I mean, uh, I sold the 169 put and I'm very happy with this. Right now, the 167.50 would be available if you want to take this trade here as well. Yeah, nice, nice trade. I I like this one. I prefer a lower strike, so I passed and went with Exxon instead, but uh, I think uh, IWM is great for the wheel. Yeah, so let's talk about Exxon. Uh, so the Exxon trade uh, from yesterday, 
also with some weakness here in oil and gas uh, showing some weakness uh, here as well today only down half a percent though and uh, you sold the 102 yesterday i did and i i like 102 based on the support we see with exxon mobil uh yesterday i was getting uh 40% annualized with the 102 puts and with today's move lower it's it's also probably still there. I know for sure we could sell uh next week's um but yeah, I'm I'm just checking to to see what what the ROI would be. I, I oh, think it will be right around 35% uh, right now. Oh, I didn't see that on my end. Thank you, Marcus. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I'm looking at my charts. It, it wasn't popping up. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> so uh, there, there it is. So that's another possible trade. So if you would like to follow Mark into this trade, I did not take this because I took the IWM trade and we like to have up to five positions at any given time. And with this trade, I was full. Otherwise, I would have definitely taken the XOM trade. I like it a lot. All right, moving on, NEE. And uh, we knew that NEE would after this massive move up, pause a little bit. So if you are drawing a trend line here, NEE actually has some more uh, room to move to the downside, probably to around 57 before continuing this March higher. And uh, so, I mean, this is really beautifully looking in a range. So this yeah. is where, if it continues this trend channel here, Mark, it, it seems that possibly in December, we could be somewhere in call selling territory. Hey, I love that idea. <laughs> All right. Picture perfect chart formation here. That's for sure. Yeah. PNC, uh, that's also interesting. I just want to zoom out a little bit because PNC also has uh, several uh, zones here. So first we have the one uh, I want to say between 128 and uh, this is probably right here around 117 then we have this zone that goes down to 109 and then we have this one that goes uh, somewhere to around 135 and uh, PNC right now is trying to decide okay which zone do I want to be in right now it seems that we are back into the 117 to 128 and uh, today a little bit down so we're down uh, what half a percent for today uh, with a little bit overall weakness in the market. So we will see uh, if PNC wants to keep hanging out there. Obviously, we wanted to go back right here into this zone. That would make us happy because then uh, we're getting to a point where we can start thinking about selling calls. And that's exactly what I want. Yesterday, it did look like we were seeing a, an attempted gap fill and uh, today that gap has been filled. So now they now PNC can move up. Now PNC can move higher. And then we have UPS and uh, UPS today uh, positive for the day, up 0.6%. So, <coughs> actually, there we go. <laughs> I mean, uh, looking good, uh, needs to move higher here so that we can start selling calls again after they had this drop going into earnings and uh, pretty much after earnings we see this drift higher here, which I like to see. Exactly. And interesting to see that uh, even though markets are a little flat and some of the positions that we're in are down, UPS is the one in the green. Go figure. Yeah, go for it. All right. Um, we do have another trade for you if you want to. And uh, you know the drill. We're trading trades for likes. So if you like to show us, uh, like us to show you a trade, 
just click on like right now. That would be cool because this way we know that you're enjoying the show and that you're enjoying us giving you trades and showing you what we are doing in our portfolios. So, um, I mean, one uh, mark that uh, popped up today is uh, FCX. Uh, we talked about it. So FCX uh, actually does look like a, a decent looking chart, decent looking company here. Yeah, we see that there is some short-term support there and the strike available is is right at that short-term support. Uh, if it does fall, getting a little bit lower. Chart-wise, I like how it's moving um, and you see some longer-term support there. I, I think it's a maybe. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely a maybe. Take a look at this if you like to own FCX and if you like to own it at uh, the price of 33. I think this is a great possibility. All right. Back to the markets and seeing off what's happening here uh, in the S&P on a five minute chart, just diddling along. I mean, now we basically filled the gap to yesterday. And uh, so here is where we closed yesterday. So the gap has been filled. So Mark, what do you think for the rain of the day? Do we rather drift higher? Will we have another day in this fantastic win streak or is today the day where we close lower? I believe that the win streak is coming to an end, but not with a big sell-off, just kind of a lackluster fizzle and slightly lower for the day. I believe that traders will keep it going. I believe that today we will have another winning day. So I believe that we end uh, slightly positive just to keep this train, true uh, to train going here. That's what I will. I'll bet you a coffee. You bet me a coffee? Okay. <laughs> right, that sounds good. Hey, I uh, hope that you're enjoying the show. If you do, give us a like. We really appreciate the likes. And uh, if you think that others might find this beneficial, feel free to share. There's a share button right underneath the video. Also, if you're new to the channel, click on subscribe and hit the little notification bell. This way, get notified whenever we go live. And then we'll see you back tomorrow. Happy trading, everybody.